Hey guys, this is Jill and welcome back to the Sports Ethos Kings podcast. Light the beam, light the beam. How much fun are we having Kings fans? So we are looking at a eight of 10 and five in a row. Now, if they can pull it off on Sunday, I believe that's the first time in uh, 13 years, I think, um, that they will have won six in a row. So uh, knowing the East Coast trip that's coming up, I think this is extremely important. As we keep saying, uh, these are the games that they, you know, we can say at this point they should be winning, etc. I know we don't like to say that as Kings fans, but if they're going to keep playing like this, then yes, those are games that they should be winning. So we've had two insane, insane games this week. Well, I mean, I guess you could say Yesterday wasn't as insane, but I think just continuing the streak going is insane. But what this team is doing offensively right now is is on another level. I'm sure you've heard this, you know, based on other shows and things like that. But they're the number two offense right now in the league. And I know, you know, it based on the numbers, it might not seem like the defense is, is improving. But based on. This winning streak in the last two weeks, the Kings are actually, depending on what site you look at, um, I think cleaning the glass, I think the NBA has them at 14. I think cleaning the glass has them at 17 because um, they don't count for um, garbage time and things like that. So, but regardless, whichever site you're looking at, they're under 20. And what's my motto that they're doing? They're being average. So, right. And you're seeing average. Above average on offense and average on defense. And what is that giving you? Wins. And it's making you competitive on both sides of the ball. I mean, it's it's just fun basketball. And we've seen that, you know, Brown is implementing the that half second rule and the the balls moving. The guys are making their shots and and it's just it's fun as hell. Now, what's wild is when you look at cleaning the glass stats for the Brooklyn game. So what they do is they exclude projected heaves and garbage time. And according to them, that all started at the beginning of the fourth quarter. So literally all of the stuff I'm going to read you right now is through the first three quarters of the game because they consider the, the fourth, the complete fourth quarter of garbage time. Now, what's one thing I love about looking at um, cleaning the glasses for anyone that doesn't know, is you get numbers, but you also get, you know, the orange squares, which give you the percentage um, compared to the rest of the league, like what percentage they would fall in. Um, like, is that a 19th percentile game for them? Is it a um, a low 15 percentile game for them? Things like that. So are they doing above their average, below their average, and where they are compared to the rest of the league? And the Kings forced mostly blues for for the nets and were mostly orange themselves for um you know for themselves which i think is no surprise based on based on the blowout but um because they did score the highest amount and this one even cut it off at 143 um they were in the 100th percentile which is obviously the most that anyone's ever had 
their effective field goal percentage was at 72.5, which is wild, 100th percentile. Their turnover percentage is what percentage of the team's possessions ended in a turnover. Only 12.5% of their total possessions ended in a turnover. So that put them at 73% compared to the rest of the league. And then their free throw rate was how many free throws did the team make per 100 field goal attempts? They were in the 59th percentile. Now for shooting frequency, what's, what's wild is... This is where really where the Kings had their blue was was when it came to shooting frequency. But part of that is because of how many three-pointers they're shooting a game compared to mid-range shots. But their accuracy is so good. But at the rim, uh, 38% of their shots were, were taken at the rim and they were in the 71st percentile. Only 13% of their, um, what was it? 13 and 5 in total mid-range. So between short, long, and mid. Um, and then their threes, all, th- um, 43% of their shots were from three, which put them in the 87th percentile. But the even better thing was, so their 43% of their shots were from three. When it came to accuracy, they were 48%. So out of all, out of all their threes total, they shot 48% as a team. And then we saw at the rim, 80, 38% of their of their shots happened at the rim. They were 80% at the rim. So, I mean, you just can't get much more efficient than that. And then even, you know, their, all their mid, it was only 18% total um, for, for mid-range. But out of those 18%, they, were, they shot the ball um, 55%. So, again, rim 80%. All mid 54% from three, they were 48%. I don't think you're going to lose many games when you're that heavily, you know, uh, shooting over 50% from almost everywhere in the field. So pretty wild. We're seeing that trend of them continuing to shoot a lot of threes. They shot um, 33 total threes. So we're, we usually see them around in the 30s to 40s uh, per game. Their transition's been crazy. They're they're rebounding. And it almost seems at times the rebounding isn't good, but the numbers, they're good. So I mean it's it, it's wild, but and ter- Mr. What I think what they call Mr. TNT just went wild. And of course he he was all uh all oranges and it wasn't even on just on offense, on defense. I mean he was playing. I mean, he played out of his mind and, and it was awesome. Um, and I love seeing how excited people for him. And I love seeing that clip of Fox saying, I'm good. You know, it, it's a national game and you can see, you know, that there are players that have egos, right? Let alone in a national game. And it could have been very easy for Darren Fox that this is like the one national game they're getting. And he's like, no. Like I'm, I'm good coach. I I'm good sitting here. I I'm enjoying seeing my, my guy go off. Um, and it's giving us a win. And as Fox continues to say, I know, um, we're talking all-star and all that kind of stuff. Um, but he continues to say like, I will gladly take less and my teammates get more if it results in wins. Like I will play however I have to play 
to if it, if it ends up in a win. And even if it ends up being that, you know, you know, there are a bunch of guards out there going crazy right now um, besides Fox. I mean, that it's 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 going to be really interesting to see how it all how it all happens. But I, I'm writing with Fox when when it comes to that. And I believe him when he says that if he's getting a little bit less and that ends up hurting his all star chances, that he's fine with it as long as it's resulting in wins. Um, and to me, if the team keeps doing this and Fox keeps putting up the numbers he is already, I don't know you how you don't put him in. I mean, that's again, but but that's just me. Um, but I know, you know, fans getting 50% of the vote and everything else like that, that um, a lot of time that can skew what's happening. But it's crazy seeing the guard play right now um, in the West, but it's also fun to watch. Now, when it comes to last night's game, I mean, it was awesome to see them come out firing like they did. Um, I think teams of the past, many times we've seen them not come out firing after big blowout wins, or I even want to say underestimating teams based on how the Kings are playing and then um, how the Spurs kind of started hot, but have been, you know, kind of fizzing out of late and they didn't have Keldon Johnson, which is one of their, you know, main guys. And so it was nice to see the Kings take control. And, you know, it's again, it's a game of runs and San Antonio went on their runs, but it also felt like the Kings had it in control. And you saw at the end of the third quarter, Davion lit that, lit that spark with his defense and the Kings, what made 73% of the rest of their shots and and really plays closed down defense. And I know you've heard, I know Jerry Reynolds um, has said this many times in other ones that it's, again, it's a game of runs, but can you close it out at the end? And a lot of times you see the best teams, they close it out at the end. Like it's, they don't have to kill you the whole game. It's, you can be there, but then I'm going to throttle you at the end. And then it's like, wait, what just happened? We were close and now we're not. And that's exactly what Sacramento did to the Spurs um, yesterday. So it's wild being on the, you know, the other spectrum of that. And yes, you know, I feel like every time we have to say something's good, we have to say, oh, well, we know it's just, you know, the 14th game, but we're also Kings fans and damn it. Enjoy the moment. Like be excited. Right. We don't know what can happen tomorrow. We don't know what can happen a week from now, but, you know, we don't get to see this stuff often. So regardless of anything else, have fun, enjoy it. Like it's be excited. These guys are playing, you know, the hell out of the game right now. So to me, that's something to celebrate. So again, however you want to feel, right. As I always say, fan how you want, however you want to feel. If you want to be cautious, that's fine. If you want to be happy, go ecstatic. Um, because as someone who's been watching this team for over 30 years, um, I have learned to um, very much live in the moment with them and to um, enjoy these things. And if it ends up being like we think, like we think this blueprint um, can keep going. You know, we're then we're going to have a hell of a time living in the moment for the whole season and hopefully a lot longer. So I just want to put that out there. Uh, this game is meant to be fun and it's meant to watch to be fun. So have a good time doing it. But OK, so back to last night's game, cleaning the glass. It was really only the last two minutes about that. They said that they eliminated. But again, um, 
Kings were in the 97th percentile of the league with the 134 points. Their effective field goal, they were at 64.6%, which was in the 96th percentile. The only bad thing was the Spurs were right behind him in the 92nd percentile. But again, the Kings did enough where it didn't matter. Again, they had a low turnover game, put him at 87th percentile, which was awesome. They didn't have that good of a game when it came to offensive rebounding, but for their free throw rate was, I mean, 26 compared to eight for um, the Spurs. The Kings were in the 80th uh, percentile and the Spurs were in the second percentile. So um, I know that's one thing that Brown's right trying to do is play defense without fouling. So kudos to the Kings there for doing that. When it came to their shooting accuracy uh, last game, they shot 40% from three. So another good shooting night from uh, this one. They had a really good mid-range game. They When it came to long mid, um, they were in the 97th percentile and their long mid, uh, which is out around outside 14 feet. They shot almost 90% which is wild, uh, but all all mid-range, they ended up at 54% because their short mid was not that great. But at the rim, they had another good game. They were um, at 77%, so that was great to see. Uh, when it came to shooting threes, there was another game where they put up at least 30, and as we know, they made 40% of them, so that was great. They led um, shots at the rim. They got 30 total shots at the rim, and that's not always easy with, with Jakob. So um, kudos to that. Transition game was good again. And then one thing I will say is we know how um, Terrence Davis had that big game, right? And he only ended, he started this game, which um, was great for him. But one thing that stood out to me is he only had 15 minutes, right? So we ended up seeing Trey Lyles get more minutes, Davion get more minutes, Monk get more minutes, which is fine because to me, the coach rode the hot hand. But what I did like out of those 15 minutes from Davis was, yes, he only had five points, but he had three rebounds. And when he was out of those three rebounds, though, is I mentioned that the Kings didn't have great offensive rebounding. Two out of the three of his rebounds were on offense. So again, he he showed that side of the ball. He had three assists and his guys ended up making those assists. So you know that he put them in good positions. His steals were, were up there again. So again, like to me, it just showed a way where if you're not scoring, he still found ways to contribute on the court. I know um, he had some turnovers and was kind of out of control at, at times, but um, that's kind of just the way TD plays. But to me, I like seeing the the other numbers to which show you might not be making it because you were only two of seven, but you rebounded, you got some steals, you made some assists. So you were productive at least outside of your shot, which is huge. Malik Monk had another great game, handed up with 26 points. I mean, we're seeing, we're kind of seeing from the bench that there's one guy get, that gets hot, but there's also other guys contributing. Uh, Trey Lyles, in his 20 minutes, he had 14 points. Uh, Chemezi Metu, in his 14 minutes, he had 10 points and had some key rebounds, which were awesome at the end. De'Aaron Fox, in his 32 minutes, put up 28 and 11 of 15 from the field, which is crazy. And then even Monk was 11 of 19. 
Sabonis didn't, um, he had 32, but he had 16 and eight. Kevin Herter is another one where his shot really wasn't falling, but he had two rebounds and he had six assists and his assists and what percentage of his teammates uh, made the shots that he assisted on. Um, he was in the 84th percentile for that. So that was great. He had some good blocks. Um, I think he had another steal. So again, like you're seeing guys contribute in, in multiple areas. And to me, one of the big things for um, that's changed in uh, Sabonis' game, his free throws. He was 7-7 seven seven yesterday. And I want to say in the last maybe five games, uh, I believe he's uh, averaging the most free throws he's had in his career. And he's making them. He's shooting 90% right now from this last stretch uh, at the line. And so... I know people wanted to make fun of his, you know, the the lethal shooter, the shooting coach and all that stuff. But to me, at least right now, it's it's working. And as we know, when you're when you're adjusting your shots and you're doing that kind of stuff, it, it's going to take some repetition and it's going to take a little bit to to um, show up. And to me, compared to what we were seeing earlier in the season to now. He looks comfortable. He's shooting it the same way, which is one of the, you know, the biggest problems that a lot of people do have. He's he's got his motions down, his rhythm. He just looks comfortable. He made another three. So that's two three pointers in the last two games, which is which is awesome. And I think it's in the last five, he's four of eight. So he's even shooting 50% from the three. So again, we're just seeing progress from guys. And you're hoping it's sustainable. And really, I, I mean, to me, they look sustainable. Like, to, I'm not, when I watch these games, I don't feel like anyone is necessarily like playing outside themselves, which has me even more excited that it's, that could, it could just get better, right? With chemistry and repetition and, you know, more minutes and more time around guys that, that you can, you know, that it will only get better. And that kind of shows me what's happening on the defensive end, right? Where I was saying, you know, we're we're 26, 27 in the league, but over this stretch, you know, we're depending again, depending on the stats you look at, we're anywhere from 14 to, to 17 right now. And so that's showing progress. And one of the other key things that our guy uh Will Z, who I had on the show um a week or two ago, what he put up today was that. Um, he said, checking in on how the Kings are defending their opponent's field goal attempts, uh, very tight at uh, 7.3, which puts them at fifth in the league, tight uh, 41.9, which puts them first in the league. So that shows that they're defending their opponent's field goal attempts, number one in the league when it comes to tight, which means you're right on the guy. Uh, open 24.9, uh, which is 20th in the league. Wide open uh, 13, which puts them at 30th. So, and as he explained it, very tight and tight, you want to be low rank. So right right now they're at fifth and first. Open and wide open, you want to be a high rank. Kings are 20th out of 30 and wide open 30th out of 30 out of 30. So again, like they're doing what they're supposed to. And one of the the things that, Will has mentioned and other national writers that the Kings are playing this good defense, but the King, but these other teams are hitting shots. And you would think that 
the Kings have shown this through 14 games that they can keep doing this. Like this isn't a number that's fluctuating. Like this has stayed consistent with them. But other teams aren't going to keep making those shots. And I think that's one thing that you're seeing, right? In in this um, 10 game span that we've had of their eight of 10 is that you're seeing more teams not necessarily, you know, not making those shots. So the Kings keep doing this kind of stuff. Again, that tells me that this can be sustainable and they're buying in and they're seeing it's working and they're realizing they can do it. Like um, there was an interview with Lyles today from the Kings and he was just saying how something that was different about Brown compared to other training camps is that he's vocal, but he's vocal and making, you know, stopping like we've seen with the timeouts and stopping and making the corrections. And he appreciates that because Guys want to know, right, if they're not doing something correctly or if something can be improved or changed. But he said when he's doing it, though, he's doing it in a positive manner. And he said that obviously that's something that everybody always relates to more is if someone's giving you kind of that positive criticism and not doing it in a negative way. And he said that that's, you know, kind of been a breath of fresh air compared to um, to previous coaches. So that stood out to me that, you know, and we've heard even Terrence Davis, like the, the tough love, like he said from Brown is the best kind of love. And I know I've said this on here where Brown and similar to the Sam Cassells of what Sam has said in interviews of, you know, if I'm not getting on you, that's when you should be worried because that means I don't care anymore or I don't think you're being receptive. Like, I feel like I have nothing more to give you. And we're seeing guys say that Brown is doing that to them, right? Is is being vocal and you can, you know, yelling and telling him to do all these things, but it's coming from a positive manner because he believes in them and he knows that they can do it and he knows that they can be better. And in turn, it's putting the belief in these players that they can do it and they can be better and they can do all this. So um, kudos to the coaching staff and kudos to the players for being receptive to that, implementing it and, you know, seeing it pay off for themselves and be so excited and lighting the beam and just keeping the vibes. It's, it's just a blast to watch. Um, It is. And One of the other things that we've pulled up too, stat-wise, is that when it comes to, I think I might have even mentioned this last podcast, I'm not sure, but when it comes to um, starter lineups, that the Kings, right, they were number one or number two uh, when it came to their starting lineup and um, offensive rating. But in their defensive rating, they were actually number one. Like, I mean, it's so again, like I know we're showing back end parts as a whole, but seeing things like that and minutes played and showing me that those guys can do it. And now it just comes with the chemistry and mixing, matching people and lineups. And, you know, we've had injuries and sickness and different things. And so as these guys, you know, just keep working together you can see the build. So um, that's probably all that I'll have today. It's just, you know, it was kind of, um, again, stat breakdowns and and what I'm seeing. But uh, I'm not sure what will happen next week. I, pr- I might not do one until um, I get home 
similar to a couple weeks ago, I'll be traveling back to Vegas uh, to where my sister is. And so I'll be spending the holiday week there. And uh, I'm not sure if I said it on here, but she had surgery. And so um, I'm helping going out there and helping take care of her and uh, my niece and the family and all that stuff and, and spending a holiday week with them. But of course, I'll keep watching the games. And uh, if the time permits, I'll try and do one during the week. If not, I'll do one uh, after I get back uh, next weekend. But yeah, no, as as always, thank you guys for listening. Um, and, you know, thank you for uh, powering through with my kind of one episode a week at this moment um, as I'm transitioning into my new, you know, job outside of this and all that stuff. I will end up doing more than one as the season goes along, but this is just kind of where I'm at right now. You know, we kind of get into the nitty gritty of the season. Things are going to start picking up as as trade deadlines approach and all that stuff. But again, I appreciate all of you for listening on here. I appreciate the people that follow um, on Twitter. And I know that's crazy right now. And so if you are listening to this and you aren't, Yesterday, I put out a, a link to the Discord that um, some awesome people uh, created, awesome Kings fans created, Meg and John and M um, and Chris. They were awesome and created a space for us so that in case uh, Twitter, you know, falls apart um, at any time, that we do have a, a space that we can, um, you know, kind of a contingency plan. We have a place that we can go to and kind of figure out our next, our next moves and things like that of, of what's going on. Um, people are on there right now already, which was awesome. They were going back and forth between the Discord and, and, and Twitter last night. I think John said there were already, you know, over 300 just from yesterday that they got on. So um, we're all kind of sticking together, which is cool. But if you don't have that link, um, feel free to DM me and I can get you hooked up with that so we can get you with us just in case anything does happen. But other than that, as always, thank you guys and go Kings. 